In today's show, we look ahead to Wednesday. There are 11 games on. We talk about injuries, what to watch for, and streaming options. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble, on TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble, on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball, on Substack, JoshLloyd48.substack.com. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash LockedOnNBA. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms with 11 games on. Let's get straight in. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> the first game is the Bucks and the Cavs. Cleveland are two-point favorites in this one. We know that Wade is out. Rubio is out. Windler is out. Chris Middleton, unfortunately, is doubtful. That is a huge L. Just want him to play, man. And um, Lamar Stevens is doubtful for Cleveland. So what we want to watch on the Buck side, it was a disappointing game from Punch Bob last game, Bobby Portis. Only 22 minutes. We thought there might be extra minutes with Middleton unavailable. It has been the case in some games. His playing time's all over the place, though. 16, 28, 32, 22, 30, 22 minutes. Sell after good games, hold after bad games. I don't think he ends up top 100 from here on out, but he will have some interesting games. So we just want to see if we can find a pattern in what's going on with Bob Portis. Also want to watch Javon Carter, who didn't start. They started Marjon Beauchamp over um, uh, with Middleton out. It was still Carter that got the minutes, but it was only 20. And that's really not enough to make much of an impact. As a steel streamer, sure, no problem. But unless he's playing 27 minutes replacing Middleton, then he's not going to be a 12-team worthy short-term fill-in. And I don't think he's going to do that. They have an embarrassment of bench wings. I don't know, is that the right term? Carter, Ingles, Hill, Matthews, now Beauchamp. Like, George Hill didn't even play last game. So it's really hard for me to see Carter playing 30 minutes a night with all those other options they can mix and match. For the Cavs, it's been a strong run of things from Isaac Okoro. I expect that he gets another start with Lamar Stevens out. I don't think that he's a 12-team league guy, but in 16 teams and 14 teams, there is some appeal there for an ad. also want to watch um, Dracaris Levert. Dracaris. Uh, to what, reaffirm that I think he's not a 12-team league guy, I guess. For points leagues, I get it. There's value, especially with Stevens and Wade out. But I don't see him as a category league player. But I was going to say, let's see if he turns it around. I, I just I don't believe it. I'd need to see 20 games of it, I reckon. But let's see what his role is. Is it 26? Is it 33? They're the minutes things that we need to pay attention to with that one. The Pistons and the Sixers. Detroit's on a back-to-back. The Sixers are 10-point favorites. For Detroit, at this point, we know that Isaiah Livers is out, and that's it. That's the only injury for them. Of course, not including Cade Cunningham. Well, for the Sixers, Tangles Maxi will be out, and Furkan Korkmaz is questionable. What we want to watch for in Detroit, or what I want to watch for on Detroit, is Isaiah Stewart. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming galahs. He has been okay. Like, not. I don't think his upside's high at all. The minutes are a little bit all over the place. 37, 26, 29, the last three. 
He's going to start at power four. He's going to take a lot of threes. But I guess I want to see, like, is there growth? Is something going to improve from here? Is it just going to be these low 20s minutes? That's the worry. And then I also want to watch Alec Burks. Alec Burks. Because he's been playing 20-plus minutes a night for four straight games. He's been getting really good usage. But how old mate Dwayne Casey uses him in comparison to Ivy and to Hayes is really key. Because he has been cutting into Jaden Ivey's Ivy's playing time. I guess when you've got every opportunity to develop Alec Burks to get more losses um, and not develop your top five pick, like you've got to take every chance of that. Like It's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. So I get it. But we want to see whether he continues on that um, absolutely unimpeachable um, procedure that he's, he's going through with that team. For the Sixers, I had both these guys on the sell-high list today. The Thick Hogsman, Tobias Harris. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. And the wave pool, DeAnthony Melton. Both guys are shooting really well. They're playing like 38 minutes a night as well. That will probably continue because Maxi's out, but the shooting is what I want to watch. I want to see the steals. Melton's averaging almost three a game. Harris is almost doubling his career rate. So they are two things that are really boosting the value of these top 30 players over the last two weeks. I don't expect that to be real or to continue, but we get another chance to look at it and see what happens with their numbers. The next game is the Raptors and the Knicks. This is a back-to-back for New York. There's no spread or total available at this point. We know that Obi Toppin is out. Precious Achua is out. And Otto Porter is out. Gaz Trent is questionable after missing the last three. Will they slide him straight back into the starting lineup or will they persist with Thad Young or Hernan Gomez or whatever other nonsense they're going with? And how does Trent's minutes look? Comparison to, say, Malachi Flynn, whose minutes played 28, 37, 17 the last three games. Flynn... If Trent is back, does he just get squeezed out of the rotation again entirely? Because we saw Coloco move out of the rotation last game. So maybe they want to keep some guards in there. I don't know. We could see Coloco come back in. It's a re- it's always, the roster's weird. The rotations are weird. And we need to watch it. We also need to watch Scott Barnes, who played poorly last game. Barely played in regulation compared to the other starters. Benched for Thad Young down the stretch. Shooting has regressed. I expect the minutes jump back up. But his last two games, he played a stretch of 40-plus in a row, and then 28 and 32. It's not good enough. I want to see that improve. For the Knicks, I do want to watch Julius Randle because he has been playing quite well. I want to see his efficiency stuff, but also just minutes and usage and how it fits with Barrett, but also Quentin Grimes, of course. Grimey has been playing really well. This briefcase and this haircut. The minutes I expect to stay high, but what we want to watch is usage shooting percentages, and defensive stats. You need two of those three things to hit for him to be a 12-team league player. I think he is. Borderline, barely. And we get more data every game. Let's go to the next one. It is the Pacers and the Celtics. Boston are nine and a half point favorites here. Indiana has Daniel Tyson, Kendall Brown out. While for Boston, Jason Tatum missed the last game for personal reasons. He is off the injury report, I believe. When I created this graphic, it was still unknown. But he is off the injury report. But they do have some other guys that are on the injury report. Marcus Smart is dealing with an illness, a non-COVID illness. Grant Williams is also dealing with an illness there in Boston. So there could be some shakeups to that rotation. Um, if Smart is out, then we obviously look at Brogdon and Derek White really pump up. Grant Williams is not, not a 12-team league guy, but if he is out, that does mean more again for Brogdon and White because you push Brown and Tatum up. You don't necessarily push Sam Hauser into a 26-minute role. You just push the, the twos and the threes, the Browns and the Tatums to become threes and fours. And maybe you give a few extra minutes to Rob Williams there. 
For the Pacers, I want to watch Andrew Nampard. I think he's a pretty clear drop, but maybe he surprises us. I think he is a 12-team drop. And the other guy we want to watch is Aaron Neesmith, who last game was great. There's been a lot of, man, look, he moved into the starting lineup last game. That's not entirely true. He started already two games prior to that, but then he was benched to go up against the Cavs' big lineup and then just returned. So he started three of the last four games. So it wasn't a one-game, wow, this is the change. We've got to grab him. It was one of those things that the minutes went up. It looked like he this is the first time starting. That's how some people read it. And he shot 75%, which is not real. He's at least someone we need to watch. That's why he's highlighted here in the What to Watch For show. I don't think he's a must-grab player, especially on an 11-game day, and they only played two games this week. But we want to see it. We want to see how he goes in that role. I, I'm not convinced. I also want to watch Rob Williams for the Celtics, who's played low minutes the first two games back. What's his minutes restriction going to look like? How long is that going to last? We hope that we can push over 20 here. He's played 18 in each of the last two. And will he start? Because he hasn't started yet. Has he? No, he hasn't started yet. I also want to watch Malcolm Brogdon, whose shooting has been unbelievable. But there's another opportunity for him to put up a big game if Smart is out and further your bona fides to sell him high. And that's what I think you should be doing. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is online therapy, really. We know that life is hard. There's so much stuff that's always going on, you, whether it's a geopolitical drama or worldwide illnesses or just the stress of living day to day. We all need help and it's hard to get it. Well, it's hard to find it within ourselves to figure out what is going on. That's where better help and therapy comes in. Navigating any of life's challenges, it can make you feel unsure. It might be a career change, might be moving house, might be becoming a parent, a new relationship, whatever. So finding those tools to deal with that stuff is vitally important to get through life and get through it in a happy way. BetterHelp and therapy is a great combination. That's what it is. It helps you to navigate those problems. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online, and it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, questionnaire to match with a therapist. And if it's not working, you can just go in and request a new therapist. Simple as that. You've got to find the one that matches you. It couldn't be simpler. No more waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on MBA. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on MBA. Let's go to the Bulls and the Hawks. That's the next one up. Atlanta is, or they are seven point favorites. The Bulls are on a back-to-back after reports of like a halftime locker room blow up with Levine and DeRozan and other players. And uh, mate, everything looks terrible for Chicago. Let's see how they respond in the Tuesday and Wednesday games. We know that Lonzo Ball is out. We know Clint Capella is likely going to be out. Javante Green is still dealing with that knee problem. So we'll have him questionable for this one with that knee soreness. He's out Tuesday, Green. We'll see whether he plays on Wednesday. What we want to watch for the Bulls, we had this on the uh, on the buy-low sell-high, is Nick Vucevic. It's Vucevic. He's been playing really well. The shooting numbers are well up. But does that continue? Because it hasn't been a staple of his career to be that good, shooting-wise. Steals are also well up. Let's see what happens. Also, Kobe White, who I think, like, he's played more minutes than Ayo Desumu for the last three games, whether that is the trend that continues is what we want to watch. Because his shooting is important, but you know, he has plenty of struggles in other areas like defense. So the Kobe White, Dasumu, Dragic minutes, who wins out? Is there any value in any of those guys for any league format? For the Hawks, Bogdan Bogdanovich struggled with the return of DeJounte Murray and John Collins. He remained in the starting lineup. I don't know whether they go with that again and keep Bogdanovich in that group or they start a Kongwu. So that's what we want to watch. We want to watch Bogdanovich and his minutes and his usage, which was really down last game. Or we want to watch a Kongwu, 
who played off the bench but still played starters minutes, likely because John Collins was in foul trouble. Now, we didn't really see Collins and Okongwu play together in that game. Collins was exclusively a center. Is that the direction Nate McMillan wants to go? I still am hedging my bets on Okongwu as maybe a soft hold, but if we see that again, where Okongwu doesn't get any minutes next to Collins, then it's really hard to consider him a hold. But we need to watch it, don't we? Warriors-Nets, back-to-back for Golden State. Wiggins is out, Curry's out, Clay will be out. Jermichael Green is likely out. He's out for COVID protocols for Tuesday. I highly doubt that he is ready to go and available for this next game. While Dante DiVincenzo is dealing with an illness, he's not listed in COVID protocols, so he should be okay to play, but I don't know. Well, actually, not that he should be okay to play. I'm not ruling him out like I am with Jermichael Green. But the Warriors, with all those guys out, John Kaminga, who was on the injury report, but he's, he's dealing with knee soreness, he will be someone to watch. Do they give him a big opportunity. Does he play? Is it the game where they just say, all right, Dante's sick, Steph's out, Clay's out, Wiggins is out, Draymond, you sit down, and Kaminga plays 30. That could be a real opportunity there. It could also be one for Moses Moody. When you look at Moody, 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 Moses Moody. Moody is starting Tuesday's game with DiVincenzo out. So you would have to think with Clay unlikely to play on Wednesday, that Moody will get another opportunity. And there might be some level of stream value there for him. For Brooklyn, I want to watch Yuta Watanabe because he's getting minutes ahead of Joe Harris, Seth Curry, TJ Warren. Because he's shooting really well. Last game he didn't, but he's still got the minutes. So I want to watch the backup forward rotation, what it does to Royce O'Neal, what it does to TJ Warren, what it does to those shooting guards. Yuta's not a 12-team league guy, but since he returned, 21, 21, 20, 20, 21, sorry, 21, 21, 21, 26 minutes in the four games since he returned. Oh, that's that's huge. While O'Neal played only 32 in each of those games, or in the last two games. So we want to watch that impact there. Also want to watch Ben Simmons, who, you know, is underwhelming, I guess. Only 25 minutes last game after playing 32 the game before that. What's his playing time look like? Is he going to be someone who fluctuates like that? That's troubling. The next game we look at is the Mavs and the Wolves, a replay of a game from two days ago. Um, I think it was two days ago. We know that Towns is out, Josh Green is out, but Dorian Finney-Smith has been ruled out for Dallas with that groin issue that he suffered last game. We thought he'd missed some time. And then there's a bunch of ones that we don't know about yet. Tim Hardaway is off the injury report for Dallas, but Dwight Powell is questionable. And then in Minnesota, it's the big ones because Rudy Gobert is still questionable. Um, Kyle Anderson is questionable, but Prince and McLaughlin have been ruled out. So... There are opportunities here for Naz Reed. And of course, if Anderson misses, amazingly, it is going to be Austin Rivers again. For the Wolves, or sorry, for the Mavs, will Christian Wood start irrespective of Powell's status? Or will they start Wood and Powell together with Finney Smith out? I think we'll see Wood's minutes push up regardless. Or could we see 20 minutes of Davis Bertans? He had 18 points all from threes last game. He offers nothing else. He did get a block out of nowhere. But as a points and threes streamer for deeper formats, Bertans might be forced into a larger role. For the Wolves, it is watching Naz Reed whether Gobert plays or not. What's his role and production look like if Gobert plays? He is a hold until we figure out what's going on. Um, but otherwise, big numbers. The other thing I want to watch with Goose is... That's Anthony Edwards. Wrong button again. I want to see that he is playing point guard again because his assists are well up. Is he going to be the guy driving this offense? Because that's been really good. It's been great for his value. It's been great for the team. Is this something that continues? 
Because if it is, we need to reassess our, uh, uh, readjust our assessments on Anthony Edwards. So that is absolutely key as to how we value him moving forward. I think. Blazers Thunder is the next game. We saw this one a couple of days ago as well. Yesterday, I think it was. Blazers are four-point favorites. Peyton's out. Little's out. Robinson Earl is out. We don't know about Nurkic. He's questionable. Same with Giddy and Baisley. They, uh, Giddy's missed the last two. Baisley, I think, has missed the last two or three there as well in OKC. We don't have updates to see whether they're going to play for the Blazers. I do want to watch Justice Winslow, who is occasionally like a steals streamer guy. We saw Shaden Sharp's minutes push down to 10 last game, which doesn't bode well for him when Gary Payton returns. But Winslow getting 20 plus a night most nights, it's solid enough, and it is useful for those deeper formats. I also want to watch Josh the Hitman Hart, who we saw him getting like 36, 37 minutes early in the season, has pushed back to like 32, 33. That is enough to still hold him, but we want to see his uh, usage at least stabilize somewhat and not drop down to some of the early bad levels it was at. For the Thunder, Aaron Wiggins has been a really key piece for them. I want to see how they use him, what his minutes look like, how that works with Kenrich Williams. Both guys have been playing big minutes the last two games, but Kenrich has been getting more than Wiggins. I think they're both just like 14 to 16 team league guys, but with the absence of potentially Baisley on top of Robinson Earl, there are opportunities for these guys who continue to play more minutes than Alexei Pokashevsky. And it's really hard for me to suggest Poku as a 12 team league guy. I just really can't do it, considering how um, up and down and poor his recent form has been. Today's episode is also brought to you by betonline.net, your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for all professional and amateur leagues, from pro football to college bowl season, college basketball, um, the NBA. They've got it all at betonline.net, the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Let's look at the NFL Christmas Eve. Let's do Christmas Day game, actually. The Broncos and the Rams, Sunday night, Christmas primetime. What an absolutely stinkingly bad game. The Broncos are two and a half point favorites, though, if you love torture or you just want to watch something on Christmas Day because it's there. Watch the NBA, though. That's a rough game in the NFL. But two and a half point favorites, the Broncos are. All those odds are up over at Bet Online. So head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online is where the game starts. And don't forget to gamble responsibly. The next game is. They're going to avenge that loss against the Hawks, against the Rockets here in Houston. The Magic are three-point favorites. Wendell Carter's out. Isaac's out. Suggs is out. Harris is out. Trimmer KK is out for at least a month. That knee must be rooted. That is not good news at all. Um, wild thing, Jay Sean Tate is out. Well, Franz Wagner hurt his ankle in the final second of that game against the, uh, the Hawks, and he is listed as questionable. So what I want to watch is Markel Fultz, who's been great, awesome lately. Um, again, I just had no idea what they would do with that situation. Um, at point guard, and now I feel more confident. I think they will go to Fultz and Suggs as their starting backcourt when Suggs returns eventually, but I feel really confident now that Fultz is going to be that guy, and I wasn't before. I, I just didn't know what they were going to do, and I you know, pretty clearly said that multiple times, that I just wasn't aware or wasn't, I had no confidence in predicting what they do. Fultz could easily shit the bed here, and Anthony has a big game, but I really don't see it. I don't watch Bolt, whose minutes and production have been well down, but if Franz Wagner is out, that does give Bowl an opportunity to put up better numbers. He hasn't hit over 20 minutes in three straight games. In fact, he's been under 25 for four of his last five games. I don't expect it to get better when players return, but it could actually have a little bit of a boost here if Franz, Franz, if Franz does miss. Watch that. For the Rockets, I do want to watch Dacian Nix for Dynasty people and for deeper leagues. He did take those minutes over Ty Ty Washington. Baffling, but that's fine. He got a lot of minutes in that game, 24 of them last game, with Garrison Matthews out as well. So is there any value in streaming Nix? I don't believe so, but let's see how he gets utilized. I also want to watch Jalen Green, who 
I don't know, man. Like sometimes it's really good. Yeah, 25 points, six assists, two steals. That's great. And then it's like 18 points on 24% shooting with nothing else. One rebound, one assist. You go, hey, what's going on? There's no consistency. He's lost consistency from last season towards the end of the year. Like it's not there anymore. Um, I, I don't know what to feel with this guy. I know some people are interested in dropping him in 12-team leagues. I wouldn't do that. But I, I, I do get why you would feel that way. Lakers-Kings. Next game. The Lakers, are, the Lakers are six and a half point underdogs here. Davis is out. And then the guys like LeBron and Westbrook. Price of the brick going up. I expect them to play. Austin Reeves, I'm not sure about. I do think he will play after missing the last one with that ankle injury. For the um, for the Kings, the only guy we need to look at there is the pencil Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. He had to leave last game with a quad issue, so there could be an opportunity opening up there. For the Lakers, I want to watch Dennis Schroeder. I think he's a soft 12-team ad. I also want to watch Lonnie Walker, who I don't believe is as prioritized as Schroeder is. Hello. He the different look, they both can be inefficient chuckers, but the difference is Schroeder gets assists and Walker doesn't. So that's why I prioritize Schroeder in this situation where Davis is out. But we want to watch to see how that dynamic goes, what the minutes look like. For the Kings, I want to watch Keegan Murray. There is an opportunity if Barnes misses for him to step it up. But I also want to watch who replaces Barnes. Is it Lyles? Is it Monk? Is it Terrence Davis? If we hear that Terrence Davis is going to start, he's probably worth a stream in that situation. But that'd be it. I wouldn't be loving his ad because we saw last time when Keegan Murray went down, he started and didn't really do much in that game. So I wouldn't get too excited. Hornets Clippers. Bunch of injuries to watch out for here. Cody Martin is out for um, the Hornets. But Paul George, Ivica Zubats, Reggie Jackson are all questionable for the Clippers. Norman Powell is doubtful, while Terry Rozier missed last game for Charlotte. So we'll list him as questionable here too. I want to watch Gordon Haywood, who played big minutes in a back-to-back, 37 and 35 on the Sunday-Monday. So we don't have back-to-back fears there. Obviously, we're always worried about him getting hurt, but we're not worried about a random rest coming up. And then I also want to watch Big Dick Nick Richards, who's played 20-plus minutes in the last three games. Most of that is Plumlee foul trouble, or there was a Plumlee locker room trip in one of those games. Locker room trip, fouls, fouls. So that has artificially, well, not even artificially, it's just inflated Richards' value. I want to see if Plumlee's not in foul trouble and doesn't go to the locker room, how does Clifford use them? Because if we still get 24-24 split without any of those factors, then Richards is a go as a 12-10 league guy. I'm just not sure it's there. For the Clippers, I want to watch Nico Batum, who has been good most games, and then he throws up a 10-minute stinker. He's at least a 14-team league option, and I do want to watch the fun guy, Kawhi Leonard, who is playing much better. Let's see how he pushes towards... He played 32 minutes last game. How he pushes towards his top 50 potential ceiling. And I just want to watch to see that he looks back. I think he does. We'll see. Let's go to streaming. Category leagues for Wednesday with 11 games on. You might be able to stream, you might not. Guys I like that are available in over 50% of leagues. Anyeka Okongwu. Yes, there's some iffiness there. Mo Wagner, I like. Quentin Grimes, I like. Quickly's a bit iffy. Royce O'Neal, he's been really poor, but there is something there with him. Um, Malik Monk with the potential of Barnes out, that helps. Uh, Alec Burks, high usage player. And then Pat Williams, if you're looking for some defensive stats, but it's not a great streaming crop. For deeper leagues, these guys are all available in 90%. Nico Batum, just talked about him. Terrence Davis with real appeal if Barnes is out. Eric Gordon, Yuta Watanabe, um, Thad Young, Aaron Wiggins, Justice Winslow, and Isaiah Joe. Some very interesting appeal for like 16-team leagues, at least some of those 14-team league guys. 
And if we're looking to stream in points leagues, um, these guys are all available in at least 40% of leagues. Markel Fultz, got to be rostered everywhere. Tom Bryant, got to be rostered everywhere. Lou Dort should be rostered in all points leagues as well. Um, then you go to a Kongwu, quickly, Mo Wagner, Alec Burks, and Karis Levert. Some really, really good value stream guys in a points league for Wednesday. If you look at the next five days for chunks, well, it's a weird one because over the next five days, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, not one team has more than one quality game. So there's no advantage for these guys. There's no like, we'll grab this guy because he's got the schedule advantage. It doesn't work for the low volume days. You've only got three or two low volume days, Christmas Day and Thursday, and no one plays both of those days. So there's no advantage in this. But what we need to look at is the next five days in general. Who is a good ad? Tom Bryant, three games over the next five nights. He's startable on all those days. Mark Fultz, two games over the next five nights, but he's startable on all of those days. And then you've got Anyeka Okongwu, who's borderline startable, I think, depending on how they run the Collins thing. Then there's these other guys who have three games over the next five nights. So if you're looking to minimize waiver ads, these guys are useful. Quentin Grimes and Emmanuel Quickly and Isaiah Hartenstein for the next three games in the next five. Dennis Schroeder with three games for the Lakers in the next five nights. And Grayson Allen with three games in the next five nights for the Bucks. And that will do it for me today, guys. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And while you're here on YouTube, thumb it up and leave those comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.